The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Welcome back. Another hot episode of the Golden Boot. It's your boy Pooh Bell. Got my man Ant Petty Murphy in the building. What's good, man? What up, dog? Basketball season here, baby. Yeah, I know you'll be excited about that. I don't care. I don't care yet. I don't care yet. Listen, so I'm gonna ask this. I think I asked this question before. Let me ask now. When do you actually get excited about basketball season? My like my timeline has shifted. It used to be I didn't get excited till after the Super Bowl, but now I'm more of a Christmas Day game. Once the Christmas Day games, I get excited tip off week, like the very very first week, and then it kind of dwindles down until Christmas. But then when Christmas games get here, it's full go until July. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, we're gonna talk basketball today. We're definitely gonna talk basketball as we should. We got a, a special guest in the building. Listen, I, I'm going to tell you how special this guest is. He's a personal hero of mine. Uh, back in 2021, I believe, uh, he helped pay for my Thanksgiving Christmas. I mean, my Thanksgiving dinner. It, it wasn't, you know, like he didn't give me money, but he gave me tips on, and I tell all his picks, pay for Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, so he knows what he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. It's uh it's still football season though in my in my house. <laughs> Hot and heavy. We got a championship this week. So let's, looking forward to let's it. Get it. Um saving you. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. Get our payback. So but first, man, let's go ahead and get into it. But first, we gotta give a shout out to our sponsors over at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. 
Head on over to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to the Golden Boot. None other than the man himself, Mr. Justin J. Smooth Perry. He is with Shot Quality Bets. He's the content and community. I'm sorry, the content community and growth league. Thank you for joining us. What's good, Jay Smooth? Guys, thank you uh, so much for having me on the show. Pooh Bear, I did not know about that Thanksgiving thing. That is, that's yes. a great story, my man. I, I, I really smiled hearing that one. That's uh, awesome. Obviously, I hey, loved my time over at Sportsline and being on the early edge. Such a proud accomplishment for me. Uh, really got my career started and been able to, you know, turn that into some other things. So appreciate everyone who saw me out there on that show and has supported me until now. Yeah. Listen, and the fun thing about it, that was all on five dollar bets. <laughs> I love hey. it. I love it. That's yeah. that's a good return. That must be yes. some sharp plays, you know. Yes, it was. It was. Uh, but man, you like you said, you've kind of ventured off and started doing other things. Um, uh, tell us about it, man. Tell us about shot quality. Yeah, man. So I'm, a, I'm I love basketball. Ants out here talking about how he gets hyped up the first week. I'm like, Ants, my guy, right off the bat. I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, we're hyped for basketball right now because it's back, right? And what right. shock quality is, if you have not heard of us yet, we do expected analytics on basketball games specifically. So we're a basketball data company. Uh, we look at different video feeds that are provided to us, whether it's from our clients or different sources. And we actually have computer vision software that extracts player location from those video feeds to understand where every player is on the court at every second. And especially when shots are taken, right? So we look at the way a shot evolves, the action that creates it, uh, how much spacing a player has, where the defenders are, who else is open to maybe understand what, open shots you missed and then we evaluate a play to understand like the expected shot percentage based on how good a player is how open they are how good the defender is all this really cool stuff like how fast they're moving that we can get from these feeds and we calculate essentially the expected probability of every shot and then we can assign the value right so like if you we give you like a 50 percent chance at a two-point shot like you get one shot quality point and so we evaluate everything organically in that way like so we have shot quality points shot quality scores uh, and a lot of different unique shot quality efficiency metrics that look at your expected scoring rather than you know what actually happened and we all know in basketball that people miss good shots all the time and sometimes the worst looking heave from behind the line somehow you know goes through with nothing but net so you know you want to rid yourself of that luck and you know Pooh Bear you know as a gambler sometimes you just get unlucky and we want to like use this type of data to see through luck and really identify skill good offense good defense and and you know we find and we've proven that this data is actually more predictive than just going by what the results on the floor are because of how much bias and variance is present in the game of basketball inherently. Yeah, uh, in a sense, you're kind of looking at who are some of the most effective scores and how how they yep. do score efficiently and things of that nature. So whenever you look at the exactly. data, who are some of the best, most efficient scores in the NBA right now? 
in the NBA right now, some of the most efficient scores. Let me pull up some of our data right here because I have to uh, take a peek at it. But, you know, I definitely know a few of like the stories right off the bat in terms of just who has been that guy. And I want to say like just right off the bat in terms of what makes our model, I think, uh, stand out is that we can identify shooting ability because of that like luck, um, I guess, removal. So Kevin Durant has always been someone who has been leagues and leagues above everybody else and has almost been hard for us to quantify because of how good of a shooter he is, the height that he has. Uh, it's just, you know, when you are trying to look into an expected point model, guys like Kevin Durant are going to be super hard to personify unless you start to do what, you know, we do. Because a, a lot of these models that do expected points kind of look at the average value of a shot in the NBA shot quality tries to separate itself by looking at the value of a shot for that specific player. So yeah. we use Kevin Durant's past data to understand how good he actually is. Uh, and I think that allows us to quantify the difference of like Steph Curry pulling up from three and, you know, Shaquille O'Neal pulling up from three. So it's, it's definitely, I mean, that's a big difference, right? But like, if you yeah. just, rate every three-point shot from 30 feet behind the basket as the same, then you might fall victim to that. Now, uh, you asked some of the most efficient scorers last year, so I'm pulling up some of our data right here. I did it. Players who had at least 500 possessions. I think you guys probably can guess who is Nikola Jokic. Uh, yeah. He is the 97th percentile of scoring in the NBA for all of his shots, like 1,600 shots. Uh, the next player down, uh, Jared Allen, super efficient in terms of his scoring. Yeah. You remember shot types, right? Because yeah. Jared, Allen, you know, there's a lot of bigs at the top because they take such shots, right? That's what shot quality is good shots. So if you're taking shots around the rim, uh oh. So Kevin Durant. Joella B, Aiton, all guys who last year led the league in shot quality. Yeah, I got you. Hey, and I don't know if it's just me, but uh, Justin, it sounds like your mic is like fading. Uh, really? Is it, is right. it just is that, me? You got there me a little go. better now? I got you. There you go. All right, my bad. So, yeah, as I was saying, it's Sabonis. Oh, man, I would have known. I would have brought a drink on this show, man. I know those cool <laughs> vibes out here. I love it. Uh, yeah, so it's Jokic, Jared Allen, Mason Plumlee, Kevin Durant, Rudy Gobert, DeMontis yeah, Sabonis, some of the most effective scorers per shot taken based on shot qualities metrics. Okay. Um, and I know we're talking NBA right now. The yeah. shot quality also extend to college basketball as well? College is our bread and butter, actually, man. You know, okay. like that's that's kind of like where it all got started. And I mean, you know, from when I was on Sportsline, like college <clears throat> basketball was always my thing, right? Like that's right. that's been like where I got started. But I started modeling back, you know, during like the pandemic and everything. Like that's how I got my start in all this. Met Mike McClure and his Discord, and uh, you know, have it's been like a fairy tale since then. Honestly, I still can't believe I do this every day. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like. What we do at Shot Quality, actually, how it all got started was um, our founder, his name's Simon, uh, he was a student over at Colgate, and he developed this evaluation method by literally doing it by hand at first for the Colgate team. 
and then he computerized it. And actually it was first offered for coaching tools. So there's a bunch of schools in division one who use this data uh, to like get post game reports, uh, you know, to have their players learn. All right. You know, when you're on the right block, you're actually 5% more effective when you turn and shoot left versus when, you know, you know, you go right. Or like when you're in the pick and roll and you sort of, you, you, shoot that fadeaway jumper versus like rolling to the basket, like trying to help players optimize at this really granular level. Uh, and actually UConn was a shot quality team last season. So uh, we were mm. really proud uh, to have. As you should be. Yeah, man. They, uh, <laughs> they used it a good amount. We had a little bit, I think there's some stuff on our Twitter. You can definitely go search for it uh, on the shot quality Twitter about a white paper on how UConn actually utilized shot quality to help them along the way. And I guess uh, using y'all's metrics, a player like Senegal uh, from from UConn last year would have been up yeah. with it. Speaking of the bigs and the way they they're so efficient with their, you know, close to the basket play and things of that nature, he was probably one of the the better examples of that last year in college. Number, number two of all players with 500 possessions in college, Sonogo had the second best shot quality efficiency per yeah. shot taken. So yeah, you you nailed it. You're spot on. He was a big part of it, um, you know, probably like, you know, their most efficient, reliable option. Like, and that's the thing, guys around the rim, if you have someone like that on both sides of the floor can impact the game so much because those easy baskets, like you just, you need to lock them down. You're not, you don't see basketball teams win very much if they're not getting their easy baskets to fall uh, and, you know, making the most of easy opportunities is really what it's about. Yeah. Uh, let me ask this. Um, so I understand, you know, with the shot quality and determining, you know, I guess who's taking the best shots or whatever. I guess what, what, what I'm asking. Um, so far, well, preseason, who is it looking or who, who are, is everything pointing to as possibly a team that could make a run this year? Or ha have, I mean, have you guys even gotten that far yet? So shot quality is super interesting, right? Like mm -hmm. we use in-game data so much. Like okay. we actually, like we have some preseason priors and our analysts do work to try to find like a good place to evaluate teams on in like the first day. Cause that's really hard, right? right? So <laughs> there's so many transfers guys. I mean, you saw yeah. what it was like this year, like players are moving all over in college, especially so. Um, no, the, I mean, we, we have like last year's ratings and some movements in terms of like major players going places and coaching styles changes, but, uh, usually shot quality, honestly, uh, is most effective at sort of understanding teams like right off the bat. So like, we'll be able to tell you more about a team faster than what just like the box scores look like. So what I really like to do is use this data in November to see like who is maybe like underperforming uh and who shot quality likes early in the season who maybe just can't actually get the shots to fall they're a little cold maybe some transfers coming in they haven't really worked together well yet they don't know the timing the rhythm of basketball is like a big deal you know like you want to play with your teammates for a few weeks and sometimes these teams get like slapped together or guys move mid-season or something and uh injuries and new players coming into the fold so I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely interesting, but shot quality is going to give you that leg up, like at the 
tail, like the, not the tail at the beginning, at the fresh start of the season, like right. that's when you really want to key into this data and sort of like see through some of like the early variants into what these teams really are and like nail the value in the market off that. Let me ask this. Um, with shot quality, and, yeah. and I understand uh, the human element is always going to be a part of anything. Um, have you ever just looked at a team like, I think this team is going to do X, Y, and Z, or, you know, this, they, you know, they, I favor them this game just off of, you know, what you would think will be, you know, just from your, your, maybe your bias and then shot quality tells you something different and then shot quality is right. Man, I can't tell you how often shot quality is right compared to me, you know, like the shot quality projection model, I think last year, you know, we, it's a high volume model. Um, it, mm-hmm. I think it makes plays on something like 40% of available lines, uh, okay. but it's a lot. Like, it's a lot. It it, it had, I think, over like 2,000, 3,000 plays. It was something like 20, 30 plays a day throughout the college basketball season on sides and totals. So not just okay. not just spreads, okay. but like both yeah. sides and totals. So, uh, But, you know, it hit above like 54% last year. So like the net return was over 120 units. So almost every single day I felt like I'd be sitting there and like, that's a, that's a good percent to hit and gambling. Like right. that's, that's really good. And there were so many days I'd sit there and be like, we just need to trust the model. Like it's smarter than us. <laughs> uh, the projection model has actually been really good. The last couple seasons we're super powering it. I haven't, there hasn't been too much talk about this. So a uh, little, little, uh, little preview for you guys, but uh, we have we've talked about it a little on like my on the shot quality podcast that we do, but um, we are actually debuting a brand new model uh, that we've been working on since like the beginning of last year that sort of does things at a little bit more of a player level, simulates games a little bit differently. And we're really excited because the results have looked great and we're creating like a new I guess bet type. We're, we're calling it best bets. It's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. We're using this model and the old model to sort of hyper focus in on plays and uh we're really excited it's going to be a lot less volume i mean you just heard me say 30 plays a day we're hoping for like you know something a lot closer to like 400 500 plays over the course of the season uh really nice like you know three to four five plays a night uh just super high targeted really good value in our systems and hopefully man hopefully we can you know turn that those 400 bets into like it's like three thirty units. I mean, that's that's yeah. nice, right? Like that's a that's a beautiful pace. So, um, yeah, really hyped. We we really love the data, and I think you know the cool thing is is we we also have the information to help you understand your betting, right? Like it's it can be just like picks and tell you what's up and like be smarter than most college mm-hmm. basketball experts. Uh, but it also can be a research tool if you want to like level up your game. And that's what I love about it because it definitely helps me understand it. Uh, you know, like you can identify teams being hot or cold probably easier than anyone else just by having this data in your back pocket. So let me, whenever we come tournament time, a lot of people talk about how guard play is so important. Does the Does the data back that up or is it more – teams that can get good quality shots which kind of equates to having good guard play yeah no i think um it actually really does support that in in its entirety and and very specifically i think what shot quality can really back up is that it you need shot creating guards not just like a, a guard you need you need 
a guard that can both pass and get his own look, right? Like you can't just mm-hmm. have someone who's one or the other. You need to yeah. be both a facilitator of the offense and make people around you better. And you need to be able to hit the mid range to get to the rack and like, you know, keep the defense honest so that you have space to take a three if needed. You need to be so multifaceted as a guard now to make this type of run. And I mean, look, that's why we always see it feel and it come down to like the top 10, 15 teams in college basketball because they have the best guards. Uh, they have the guys who can score. Um, and that's what you'll always see. You'll, you'll always see like the Cinderella's be guys, be teams who have guys who can score and create for their bigs, usually mm-hmm. strong rebounding presence. And then, you know, that is the formula to give you a chance to get super lucky and go on a crazy run. Uh, I mean, that's, that's really all there is to it at the end of the day. I mean, you look at even UConn or FAU, UNC the year before, you have to both like play some of the best basketball of your life and get lucky and like hope that a, 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 a call goes your way, a roll falls off the rim in your direction, like, you know, a, a beautiful open look clanks, you know, the best shooter might miss against you and you win by one. It's like that's the type of stuff that NCAA championships are made of. Um, and that's the stuff that winning and losing bets <laughs> is made of, right? Like, you know, it's it's so – it hinges on every inch, on every play, on every step because um, one point can change something. So uh, I don't know. I think data like SQ helps you keep your head on straight uh, because it it can help you sort of like realize that it is – there is so much luck. Uh, and and then you know you sleep a little better at night. So like you're not saying that I make the wrong choice as much as much as you're saying like you know it just didn't fall my way. And a lot of time with betting, it is that is the end of the story. It's probably like 50% of bets. You know, it's like in the air. There's gonna be like 25% you really won, and like another 25% that you really had no chance <laughs> of ever of ever winning. So it's how you perform in those 50% of games, bets, whatever it want, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, just some personal philosophy there. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you. So I understand, and I think everybody listening can can see the benefit of being a a better using shot quality. But that's just a fan who maybe wants to know a little bit more about the game and uh, who's doing well and stuff. How does shot quality help a person like that? Yeah, uh, I think you know, in terms of looking into who's performing and who's not, we have a really uh, cool tool that you actually can pull up in the middle of any game. Uh, it's our live tool. And select games are going to be available for anyone just to even try and see what it's like. And if you're interested in hearing about it, just shoot me a DM or something. I can show it to you for, you know, whenever you want. But, uh, yeah, we have, like, the ability to look at how players are doing in a game. So, like, you can really evaluate, okay, this guy's taking these shots, scored this many points, is it legit? Is he just, you know, getting lucky on, on some really bad shots uh, so that you can really get a sense of a player? Uh, and, and then besides that, we also have uh, player data for every single person who takes a basketball shot in college or NBA. So we can tell you what their shot quality points per game is, 
versus what they're actual. So you can see if maybe, you know, for the season, they really are who it looks like they are, you know, maybe they're right on their number and what you see is what you get and there's no like regression coming, or maybe he's been shooting really cold, but his shot quality numbers are three or four points higher. And you can go maybe into your fantasy trade or your DFS lineup and have a little bit more confidence to take the lower price on the guy who's just having a cold streak. Um, it's a really fun quote. I forget who it's from. It's like, I think it was a major league baseball pitcher. He said, I always worried about facing the guy who hadn't gotten a hit in three weeks because you know, it's coming. Right. So like, I think, you know, being cold is just a temporary thing and shock quality can help you identify those pockets and also solidify your opinions on who is actually balling or who is, you know, faking it a little bit. Gotcha. Um, I know one of your strong points was uh, some of those teams in the New York area, the Northeast area. Um, just, you know, kind of personally, who are some teams that you're looking at um, from that? Because, I mean, that's – and the reason why I ask that, um, that's how you can make some easy money because a lot of times people don't look at those teams and so um, those games get overlooked. But so who are some teams that you're looking at from, like, that area? Yeah, yeah. So I think – you know, we have such a benefit, you know, whenever we're like local to teams right. and stay close and like, you know, you have friends who are fans and like, you know, your social media circle just runs a little bit closer. So information really is the name of the game. And yeah, I'm, I'm a New Yorker. Probably, you know, your audience can tell I don't have the, the beautiful accent. I love I love it. I love it, dude. I wish I wish I love I love the South, the food. Uh, New Orleans, you guys, you guys do it right down there. I gotta say, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Yankee, but we, we have some really interesting schools around here. Uh, we have like the Patriot League. We have, I think, mm. the American East is around here, and one of my favorites is the uh, MAAC, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. You'll see me talk about that one a lot. Um, and then, of course, we got St. John's, who uh, is coming to the Garden this year as their home court they got rick patino as the coach now it's a it's a revitalization for st john's hopefully they'll have a really nice season in the big east some tough competitions some big games at msg i'm thinking i might be getting some uh tickets to a few of those so you'll see me out there uh but yeah i think you know targeting those teams in the mac I really love I really love looking at some of those teams and starting to get an idea of what it's like i think uh one of the like pretty decently well-kept secrets of that small conference is that uh, the location of two of the schools is like up by Buffalo <laughs> and the rest of them are all on the water by the Atlantic and like Boston, New York, like Philly area. Right. So like, I know I got a friend who's a, who was an old coach over at one of the schools and, and he said, you know, all the players hate the Buffalo trip because they play those two schools Back to back, like that's how it's set up. The athletic directors do it. You don't want to have to go out there twice. So you go, you play Canisius, and then you go, you play Niagara or one or the other. And so it's the it's the trip out to Buffalo, and they all hate it, and it's a really tough thing to do. So usually that's not super factored in because it's the middle of the winter, especially if the weather's bad. I think mm -hmm. that's like a fun angle to be looking out for, something you can sort of uh, always trust that those home teams up in Buffalo during conference play, especially when it's like gross and you got the kids coming up from like, you know, the Fairfield kids coming up to like Canisius. Man, you you definitely more times than not can trust Canisius to defend that home court. What you think about Syracuse this year with a new head coach? 
Yeah, look, the ACC has a lot of work to do. I mean, last season was pretty atrocious by most standards. Of course, everyone was so high on UNC. I feel like we had no choice but for them to, you know, fall down a little bit after that <laughs> performance the year before. But yeah, man, some of the teams in in the ACC are definitely in a little bit of hot water. I mean, Louisville obviously was. I don't even know what happened to them last season, man. Hopefully, they can turn it around a little bit, but. Yeah, I think Cuse can can compete. I mean, you know, there's still some schools in that conference that aren't that great. You know, they can definitely outperform the Boston colleges. And, and you know, they'll probably be in that Wake Forest, Notre Dame type level uh, pushing for that. You know, Duke, Virginia, they're, they're going to be tough to dethrone. UNC is going to be right there with them. Um, but I think the ACC will be fun. I think Cuse actually has a pretty good shot to start to really rebuild uh, Bayheim, of course, now joining the broadcast booth <laughs> will be yeah. probably boring uh, to hear his, you know, <laughs> old school opinions on the game and everything. You know, he's he's just an old school guy. I mean, we know yeah. uh, he never was a big analytics guy. Uh, something I know about Bayheim, uh, he was very old school. Like you know, that a, a, a wave of coaches that's leaving the game slowly, right? Uh, analytics is becoming such a big part of it. So. Q's probably getting a little bit more up to speed in terms of their players, you know, uh, approaching the game in a modern analytics way. So that'll be good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm biased, but uh, <laughs> data and analytics. I mean, you know, we got the Diamondbacks in the in the World Series yeah. and a tweet going around today. They have like a bigger analytics department than most NFL teams. And you wonder why they're able to do these things, man. I mean, I'm obviously so biased, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to always say that analytics does help you get the most out of your players um and so i hopefully we see that from cuse a little bit more but i'll definitely miss the zone a little bit so let me ask this um women's basketball shot quality also in women's basketball as well Hell yeah dude honestly i'm so proud that we are we have full wnba data Uh, i think it's so hey let's go yeah like you know the NBA is honestly one of the fastest growing leagues right now. Uh, one of my best friends works at a uh, women's sports blog, covers women's soccer, has interviewed some of the coolest names in women's sports. So uh, I'm I'm really all into that, and I think it's uh, a big part of the game. I know it's something we're looking for with shot quality to try to have more coverage on the WNBA season next year, maybe try to get a WNBA betting expert. Because honestly, like, what other ball are you really getting in the summer? So I love, I love it. Uh, you know, man, the aces look good. They look, I mean, that looks like a dynasty out there. They look like a problem. Um, you know, no Candace too. I mean, I, exactly. I Wilson is just a beast. Uh, they got the, you know, the WNBA is in a good place. I, I think the next move is really just trying to push for more compensation for them. Expansion, um, you know, 12 teams. It just, it, it can be a little bit of like when people find out it's 12 teams, they're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like right. people don't even know sometimes that it's it's so few teams. So um, no, I, I yeah, we have full and WNBA data as well. Uh, all that stuff is tracked and analyzed. Hoping to get some WNBA partners for shot quality soon. Uh, but I'm a big Liberty fan. I mean, you know, how can you not be? Uh, they got Caitlin. They got Sabrina. It's just a it's a party over there. They almost had them. They got a they got a win. I was proud. They're still young. So, uh, yeah, I try to make it out to Brooklyn a couple times a season. We're big WNBA fans over a shot quality for sure. And we have women's college basketball data too. So okay. we do it all for sure. Right. So 
I, I'll be I'll get jumped on if I didn't ask the questions. Um, LSU's men's basketball. Well, I, I'll say the the best part for last men's basketball this year. Um, I know they've got some new parts and stuff. Um, what are what are we looking like? <laughs> I mean, that's a really good question. I think, I think LSU, such like an enigma of a team, you know, like they, I feel like you never know when they're going to fade. I feel like they're a great home team some years and the other year you just like, you can't trust them at the end of games. Uh, I'm hoping for a good season for LSU. I feel like when LSU is good, we get like good basketball in the SEC. I think uh, the SEC was one of the conferences that was expected to actually take a pretty big jump this year i was uh looking at some of the data i mean look they're probably coming in around like a top 50 40 team this year they'll definitely be in the running to you know have a nice seed in that tournament i think they'll be a tournament team this year uh look they're going to be jockeying with florida mississippi state missouri maybe you know probably better than georgia probably better than missouri but like yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be like that Florida LSU on the same level. And then, I mean, the top of the SEC, Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky, that's a tough top yeah. five. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and Texas A&M is coming up. I think uh, Mississippi State had a bad year last year, so they're a little slept on in the market. They had like one of the some of the worst shooting luck in the country. They could not hit a three for their lives last year. Like you could just dare them to shoot. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, look, LSU, they got some guys, uh, it's, it's going to be a good year. They have a, a fun schedule. The non-con is going to be, you know, pretty interesting. They're going to play Texas. That'll be a fun game. They're going to, you know, have a fun face off with Kansas state. They're actually playing Syracuse. So that's a, that's a fun one. Um, it, it's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be an interesting year. I think they definitely have a chance to be like a team that, makes a run in the SEC tournament and, and maybe gets like probably a chance at like that second weekend in the, in the NCAA tournament. But yeah, you know, sweet 16 would be a major win for this team. I think. I mean, making, making a tournament and getting to the second weekend at the last year would be right. much of an improvement. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think if you, if this team gets to a sweet 16, a second weekend, you're, you're thrilled for the program. Uh, that means you had a great year in the SEC uh, and that you sort of started to figure out the team identity a little bit more again. Uh, you know, they've always been a a pretty, you know, interesting team in terms of how they're composed, like strong <clears throat> offensive rebounding team, uh, you know, get to the line a good amount. SEC ball, of course, lives around the basket. Uh, that's right. why it's some of my favorite. Like you just you got guys playing down low. But I mean, they just what they they had such a bad run in SEC play last year. I don't even I don't even want to torture you guys and how it looked but i mean what they won that one game against vanderbilt to, and, uh, they got two they got the they believe it or not they won the opening against Arkansas, oh, right, and then Arkansas. it was a, yeah you're right you're and right. then they end up being like you said vanderbilt at the end so yeah man i so only place you can go is up right i mean 2022, <laughs> 2022 is a lot more legitimate again their identity is always going to be like this really strong like turnover defense right like they want to force those turnovers uh they want to limit them on the other side they want to really be that offensive rebounding powerhouse crash the glass uh that's that's sort of been their mo so if it looks like lsu is getting to the glass a lot this season and has effective offensive rebounding i think 
they can outperform expectations. All right. Um, let's go to the women's side. Let's do it. Repeat. I mean, I think I, they are the favorites, right? Yeah, they're, they're right now. I think they're their favorites. Um, I think the only thing that bothers me about LSU is I won't know exactly how good they are for a while because to a conference of, play. yeah, pretty much to a conference play because of non-conference. Now they, I mean, they'll, they should look impressive, but they again, won't be I won't know. to conference play. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, they are the favorite right now. So they're three to one. UConn is five to one, Iowa nine to one. And then it gets into a lot of prices around like 10 to 15, a bunch of schools in that range, of course. But, um, you know, it's it's a little tough right now to go with anyone else. I mean, UConn's obviously going to put together a strong year. They're a great program, and uh, they'll have girls that will help lead them to the mm-hmm. tournament. Uh, and Iowa, you know, has that same potential. But I don't know, man. You're returning almost everyone for LSU. Uh, it, it's just a powerhouse. I can't really see them having much trouble getting there. And, you know, I always try to bet on opportunity. You know, I try to look at opportunities. So if you're giving me like a three to one, I I understand maybe waiting. Maybe they slip and stumble a little bit in a non-con schedule that doesn't mean much. And and maybe other teams look really good or something and you can get a better price. But you also risk them just coming out and and shooting flames. And, you know, they're plus 250 in three weeks or three weeks in like 10 weeks. So, yeah, I I like them. Again, I – I definitely spent a little bit more of my time watching the men's game. We don't have enough right. good women's college basketball teams in New York, let alone good men's college basketball teams. Uh, you know, it's been pretty abysmal here. It's actually so interesting. You know, like I grew up, none, none of my friends were interested in, in college sports because we don't have those big, you know, college powerhouse programs mm. around here. There's no Alabamas. There's no – you know, what do you got? We got like Columbia. We got like, you know, Cornell. Like there's some Ivy League stuff and like the inter-Ivy League is fun. But, you know, a lot of these schools are like SUNY programs, all that stuff. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I, I think it's finally time we have a team here. I'm excited. Hopefully St. John's is really that team that brings college sports and especially basketball back to the city. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it, it should be a good year for LSU women and hopefully LSU men can uh, make a little bit of a run and an improvement and, and get those rebounds. Well, Justin, listen, it's been a pleasure. I truly, yeah. truly do appreciate you coming through. Um, but yeah, before we go, please yeah. do let everyone know where they can find you and sure. it's not quality. Yeah, of course. Well, first I wanted to say, Pooh Bear, like, you know, you were someone who was just like stood out since I was on on Sportsline and you were always in the chat being really supportive. I love what you guys are doing here on this show. Some really great production value. Clearly, you guys love what you do and put your hearts into it and it shows. So really appreciate you all having me on here. Uh, Shot Quality, again, you can follow us at Shot Quality on Twitter or uh, at Shot Quality Bets if you want to talk a little bit more about the gambling side and how we use our data to attack the betting markets. Uh, there will be a lot of really cool stuff coming out of all of our Twitters. You can follow mine as well. Uh, I'm doing a lot of great stuff. Going to have a lot of cool write-ups, uh, some plays. I just started a TikTok. I'm trying that out. So hopefully a lot more video content. And hey, maybe stop by the show again. We can talk some picks from the plays are coming out and everything but yeah shot quality again is really just about getting some of the best data into the hands of everyone who can understand why expected values really 
you know, we are a little bit more predictive than just the, the hot and cold of basketball. Again, do thank you. Uh, definitely will have you back. Uh, definitely. definitely have you back so thank we can guys. I break love some it. of this stuff it. down. I'll catch you guys later. Thanks for having right. me. No problem. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. that was our good man, Mr. Justin J. Smooth Perry from Shot Quality Bets. Hey. All right, man. I'm a little excited for basketball now. Just, oh, a, little, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm excited for basketball, though. Looking forward to it. Um, I gotta admit, I messed up. Um, I didn't put the the normal spreads and stuff on on the teams this week, <clears throat> simply because we're in on a bye week. But yeah. I do want to do want to talk about some of these games. Uh, oh, what's good, every uh, Craig? I see Craig popped. What's good, Craig? Uh, y'all killing me in the chats too. Uh, Zay, he said, totally "Is it Ant plus analytics? Is analytics? That, that was hilarious. Hilarious. Um, but uh, let's do. I, I do want to talk. Let's talk some. Hey, shout out to the fam in the building. Hey, what's good, Miss Nikki? Uh, cousin Nikki. Here we go. LSU. LSU in the bye week. Uh, so we do have some news." Um, we've got some injuries uh, that were announced. Um, of course, we know about Zion Alexander. Uh, say so he's he's definitely uh, out for for extended period of time. Didn't say how long. Um, also, Wingo, mm-hmm. Wingo is out. Um, I think both of those guys are. I know Wingo is an ankle. I'm not sure about uh, Zion Alexander. I don't know if they disclosed, um, but Emory Jones will be back. Yeah, that'd be big right there. We talked about it. Uh, Jones will be back. We talked about it. You know, with uh, Alabama having them two edge rushers, <clears throat> Landon Turner and Braswell. We saw Lance Hurd step in and play, and he played pretty well. But I would much rather have the experience of Emory out there going up against them two pass rushers from Alabama. Yes. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, we've got uh. uh as far as inactives, uh, Deuce Chestnut and uh, Denver Harris are still listed as inactive. Um, you might want to get ready for some freshman uh, love. Uh, well, he's not technically a freshman, I guess. But uh, Welch, uh, Stamps. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a redshirt, but you, know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Welch, Stamps, Toviano, um, our, our, uh, good cousin, Jeremiah. So, get used to get ready. So they might be out there, which I actually, I don't mind. We've been asking for them, so I mean, might as well let them play. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I think it's. I think in this game, uh, safety play is going to be bigger than. I mean, cornerbacks are going to be big, but say I think safety play is where it's going to be <laughs> yeah. big. So I think that contain going to be huge. Yeah. Um uh, Craig, uh it is Garrett um uh, uh Nussmeyer. I was gonna call him Gusmeyer. I don't know what I was gonna call him. uh Garrett Nussmeyer. So um well yeah, you got anything else on LSU before we uh slide on to some of these other games? Uh all right. Next up, man. 
a cocktail party, the world's largest cocktail party. I forget what they changed the name to. I don't care. The world's uh, good old fashioned hate social. So what? It's the world's largest ice cream social. Man, it's it's the wow. This is I. Right, so I got them. I've been thinking about this. Yep. All right. Follow me now. All right. We finna go down this little path. All right. So there's mm. a three-way tie in the West. Mm. It goes off who has the higher ranking at the time, correct? Right. Yeah. And that means LSU would have to beat Alabama in order to do that. Therefore, they would probably, you know, kind of leapfrog Alabama in the process. Mm-hmm. But you got to worry about Ole Miss, right? Exactly. Okay. So let's just say it's... Georgia has a loss. Yep. Whenever they play Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Which I think Ole... they will. Does Ole Miss still – how high would Ole Miss jump? If they beat a one-loss Georgia compared to beating an undefeated Georgia, so I play well. Not necessarily this scenario. <clears throat> I, it, it's no secret. I've said a few times that I think um, I think that um, Missouri is going to beat Georgia. Right now, Missouri looks like you know. I'm not going to say it look unstoppable. Missouri looks good. Um. Georgia without Brock Byers, I don't know what we're going to get until we see them this Saturday. So, with that said, I think if anybody be, it's going to be Missouri. Now, how far would they drop? Right there, one now. I think they drop six, maybe. If Missouri beats them. If Missouri beats them. They drop if unranked Florida beats them. Unranked Florida. Um, if unranked Florida beats Georgia, um, Georgia would probably drop to somewhere like nine, ten. Exactly. But see, if they lose to Florida and then Missouri, and the, oh my goodness, it, it, yeah, I get what you're saying. So, for that reason. I'm doing something I've never done before. I'm going for Florida. Florida's <laughs> largest ice cream soda. Okay. Okay. I'm um, going chaos just for LSU's. Yeah, for, for the chaos. I get it. I get it. Man, ask, let me ask you this. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Let's say that Georgia does lose and they go on this landslide and we end up playing, uh, eight playing Missouri. A one loss Missouri that you've already beaten. If you still have hopes of making it into the playoff, wouldn't it be more beneficial to play undefeated or one loss Georgia versus no? Because you got to think, where's Missouri ranked right now? I don't even know. I don't need hold on. Actually, I do know it's on my uh, no, it's not because they're on a bye week. I have no clue where, where is Missouri ranked. I don't right know. Now? I had to see. Because you got to think, they'd probably jump up and be around the top 10 team after they beat Georgia and whoever else they would have to beat in the East. Mm -hmm. Uh, Missouri is 16th. 16th, okay. So they would be a top top 10 team just like a – 
uh, one loss Georgia team would be probably. Yeah, that's true. Okay, okay. Um, but what about an undefeated Georgia? Would that you know say yeah. still number one? Yeah, they now undefeated Georgia still number one would definitely be the best resume builder you could have. But I don't know if you. Well, yeah, you technically will if they undefeated, and that means Ole Miss has another loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, technically. Either way, yeah. we either need we either need complete chaos for jo- you know what I'm saying for Georgia to lose a couple, or yeah. we need Georgia to remain unbeaten until until Atlanta. Until, until Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I get it. I get it. Um, let's move on, man. That's that's something to think about. Um, next up, man, you got. I'm typing all kinds of different numbers. Number 21, Tennessee taking on Kentucky. Unranked Kentucky at this point. Yeah, Kentucky kind of fell off a little bit, man. Um, they ain't by themselves on this one. <laughs> on the falling off part. So, I mean, few weeks ago right you would the way they beat georgia you would i mean florida you would have thought that they was you know one of them teams that was competing for the east i agree but and the, then, way, the way they got man they got smacked down by georgia mm-hmm. and kind of smacked around by mizzou too yeah so for that reason i mean they like to run the ball with ray davis I mean, you got Blake had Ray Davis outside his Heisman, you know, top six Heisman candidate at one time. You know what I mean? After he had some of them big games early on. But I don't know if they're going to be able to do that against that front from Tennessee. I agree. I agree. Um, I like Tennessee in this one. Me too. I like Tennessee in this one. Um, It's going to be an ugly game, though, either way. Yeah. Either way. So. Um, I don't have any fancy explanations, but that's just it. Uh, Mississippi State at Auburn. Ugly game. I'm sorry. I skipped one. I'm sorry. Vanderbilt versus number 12, Ole Miss. Ole Miss by 40. I'm hoping this is one of those games where Vanderbilt shocks us with some kind of miraculous performance. Um, but yeah, I don't see it. Give me, I I got, you know, Ole Miss, unfortunately. Um, now Mississippi State versus Auburn in Auburn at Jordan Hale on the plains, however you want to label it. I'm taking Auburn. Yeah, Auburn should win that one, but I think that's going to be an ugly game. It's, yeah, it'll be, um, I I can see this being a a 10 last week. Yeah, 10 7 mm-hmm. um, type game. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Disappointment versus overpaid. I mean, South Carolina versus uh, Texas AM. Seems like dysfunction East versus dysfunction West. Seems like. Yeah. Um, I have no, I'm, I'm going to go AM just because. I think AM has the better team. Yeah. I think yeah, I think AM has the better team. Uh, 
but this is setting up to be one of those games where uh, Beamer and, and Spencer Rattler show up and be like, hey, guys, we're, we're pretty good over here and have everybody believe in going into next season. I can see it. So I'm taking – for that reason, I'm taking South Carolina. I think this is possibly one of those games. Um, now, man, we that's, that's all the SEC slate uh, for this week. So we can move to the Big Ten, which only has one game worth talking about. Um, and I don't even know if this is worth talking about. Number three, Ohio State versus Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin can score with them, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Wisconsin – now, I, I wonder – yeah, because I think this will look like the Penn State game um, last week, just simply because Wisconsin's defense. Is Wisconsin's defense that good? I think they're pretty good. I mean, are they as good as Penn State's defense? Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get what you're saying though. Um Wisconsin Wisconsin has a way of making it uh making it nasty. They they, they do make like, it ugly. They do they make it seem like every game seem like they played in, in, in the rain and the mud for yeah. some reason. I could see Ohio State winning like 31, 14, yeah, 13, 17, something like that. Yeah. All right. Next up, man. Um Oklahoma, number six, Oklahoma versus Kansas. Uh, I got, I'm gonna tell you why I got this on Hill. Oklahoma just had a skill with UCF. Yep. I don't know which Kansas is gonna show up. I don't think Oklahoma happens to him twice, though. You know what I mean? I don't think back I, I think it happens to him twice. I don't think it happens back to back week. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so give me give me I'm gonna take Oklahoma, but I, I see this one being a 10 point game. 10 points or less. I'll put it like that. Actually, I don't know. Is Jalen Daniels back? I don't think so. All right, 17 points. Yeah, I don't think he bet. Yeah, 17 points. Um, I'm going to win by, yeah, like 20. Yeah. All right, next one. Um, BYU versus number seven, Texas. And again, after what we saw with Texas versus Houston, now Texas is at home this game. But I have no Quinn Ewers. Bingo, we got Malik Murphy in his first start. Malik Murphy, not Arch Manning. Uh, I think uh, Texas should win this one, but I think it's going to be pretty close. I agree. I agree. I won't even dispute that one. Um, Next up. Number 20, Duke versus number 18, Louisville, in Louisville. No Riley Leonard. Or is he back? Playing? Is he going to play? I have no I'm – not, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look that one up. I'm going to have to look it up. But um, if he comes back, he still won't be 100 – I think Louisville is due get, to get back on winning track. Yeah, I think it's a uh, – I 
If he plays, I think they win. If he don't play, I think Louisville wins. Mm, so you think he's okay? Okay. Next up, we got number 17, North Carolina, taking on Georgia Tech in Atlanta. North Carolina by a landslide. I don't think it's going to be a landslide. I, I can see North Carolina win, but I don't think it's going to be that big. Not after they just lost last week. I feel like they're going to come out with it on their mind. I think it's a one possession game. North Carolina wins it. Uh, I don't know what the spread is. I got to check and see what the spread is. Uh, actually, let me check that just for this game. Just for this game, because <clears throat> be honest with you, I'm going to say, I almost want to say cover. They cover, but let me let me verify that first before I say that. Uh, where are you? Where are you? Cause if it's a if it's like less than a touchdown, I'm definitely taking um I'm definitely taking um no uh Georgia Tech. I mean not if it's less than if it's more than a touchdown, I'm taking Georgia Tech. Eleven and a half. I still think North Carolina. <laughs> I might lean towards Georgia Tech with that one. Cause I think um I think last week exposed some problems with, with, with North Carolina. So I don't think Georgia Tech they're good though. I mean Virginia wasn't either though, so they got a point there. Yeah. All right, next up, number eight, Oregon. It's probably I, I'm gonna have to say this is probably the game of the week. Number eight Oregon versus number thirteen Utah. At number thirteen Utah, is at, it at Utah? Yeah, at Utah. Hmm. Utah just came out the big win over USC. Yeah. Give me Oregon. By double digit. <laughs> That's bold. That's bold. Um. We did see Oregon State beat Utah by double digits, um, but that was in Corvallis. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's Utah's only loss. I'm taking yeah. Utah. Utah for the upset at home. Ain't got enough offense. Does Oregon have enough offense to get over Utah? Oregon, Oregon got slowed down by Washington. They ain't get slowed down by Washington. Oregon was putting up like 40. They scored what 33, 30. Well, you know what? I, I, I give you this. A lot of that was self-inflicted because they was they, they, they took like 15, 17 points off the board. Yeah. By so, not kicking, you know, by not going for it. I mean I, I give you that, but I still got Utah. Utah not USC defense. Say what? So, Utah not playing USC defense this week, so I don't know how good their offense is going to be. They playing a real defense this week. That's true. 
could win Benyama. So, all right. Hold on. Hold on. Dylan calling me. Do win Benyama. What's up, Dill? All right, my bad. All right, next up, man. Um, America's favorite HBCU, Colorado, taking on UCLA, number 23 UCLA at UCLA. I have no idea. I got UCLA. Because uh, I, I don't think, I still don't think in that bye week, Colorado got any trench play. Uh, that's very true. But they had two weeks stuff though. Just like they did early in the season against TCU. Mm-hmm. But Can't TCU you. also just got manhandled and slaughtered That's Kansas true. State. So I think I don't think TCU is as good as we initially thought either. So I'm taking I'm taking UCLA. I don't think Colorado I think Colorado finishes five and seven. I'm taking the over. That's what I'm taking. Okay. I don't right. even know what it is, but that's what I'm taking. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, I had, I have it right here too. I literally just had it. Um, here we go. The over in this game, sixty-three. Very obtainable. Oh yeah. So, um, next up, man. Uh, coming off a of scare, we got number five Washington going to Stanford. Blow out. I'm talking about, about like about 40. I don't know, man. Washington just struggled with Arizona State at home. Oh, I forgot about that. That's true. That's true. And and this is that was the second game Phoenix didn't throw a a, a, a touchdown too. Yeah. Also, I, I forgot to bring this up. Oregon, because it, it popped up on the timeline. I was like, what? Oregon versus when they played Washington. Did you see Dez Bryant? Up? I'm not Dez Bryant. Dez uh Howard up there chanting. Oh, uh, he got that big Phoenix energy. Mm-hmm. He got that from RG3. Why do we have to be weird when we on pup? No man. He got that from RG three. I mean, that's a that's a RG three. Now I can see RG three saying that, but Desmond Howard don't need to be saying that. He know better to be and loud. It's like, bro, do you not hear what it sound like? Pause. That's why, that's why he keeps saying it. Yeah. My goodness. All right. Next up, man, we got number eleven Oregon State versus Arizona. Oregon State. Arizona gonna keep it close though. Uh, I don't know. Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's away from home too. Uh give me I give me the over for sure. But uh because yeah. if I'm not mistaken, Oregon State lost to uh when they lost their only loss was to Wazoo and that was away from home. Yeah, it was away from home too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a, Arizona been hot lately, so yeah. I'm, t- I'm gonna take Oregon State. I believe in DJU. I'm gonna take the over, but I probably 
depending on what I need to see. It's definitely going to be close, though. I need, yeah, I need to see the spread to see who favorite. I know that's on me, man. That's on me. Nah, that. Um, hold on, I'm gonna tell you what it is. It is it is how we say Oregon State. Yeah. Uh minus three and a half is the the uh Oregon State minus three and a half. Yep, and it's uh told us 56 and a half over easily. Well, I don't know if they easily, but over Oregon State got a really uh, uh, Oregon State sneakily has a really good defense. Man, Arizona got a crazy good offense, too, though. Yeah, that's true. Y'all, boy, Zay, boy, he said RG3 got that Dwight Howard energy. I'm not even gonna go there, man. <laughs> I'm not surprised by the news, but I'm not going there. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um next up, man. We uh any other notable games that uh on here? I, I got one, but it's it's a you know how I, I do. Um South Alabama versus um ULL. Maybe, maybe. I don't really care for ULL. So yeah, I'm going against anything ULL. So, um, I better whoop that ass though. I hope so. Um, Old Dominion at at number twenty five, James Madison. Does James Madison keep it rolling? Yep. Uh, Dwight, don't you say that, boy? Man, said ULL by thirteen. Man, don't do that. Nah. No, nah, they don't lose. Clemson, NC State. I don't know if I care any much. I mean, care anymore. That's fair. <laughs> Honestly, like Clemson, I, I don't care anymore. Um, they lost that. Um, yeah. Um, I just saw one that was I thought was well, nah. Pitt at Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Pitt got enough. I don't know if they got enough. It's really a terrible week in football. Yeah, it is. Um, outside, um, outside of HBCU. Yeah. I'm trying to see if there's any other even slightly decent matchups. Um, no. Houston at Kansas State. That might be a pretty decent one. Uh, Syracuse is taking on VTech tomorrow. Uh, Virginia Tech. And then Georgia State and Georgia Southern also play tomorrow night. So. Oh, good question. What's up, D-Lob? D-Lob said, who's the bigger disappointment, D- uh, Dabo or Lincoln Riley? I'm gonna say Dabo. We knew we was getting with Lincoln Riley. We knew there was gonna be no defense. Um, I'm going with uh, Dabo. I I expected there to he he has a although everybody's always said oh is it the coordinators and stuff he has a winning pedigree. He upturned Clemson around. I thought that he they would look a lot better. And right now, yeah. 
we going off just this season? I'm a, I'm saying just this season. For this season. Give me Lincoln Riley. Uh, Tampa really didn't have a lot of expectations, um, considering he was bringing in new coordinators. Uh, Lincoln Riley brought the Heisman Trophy winner back. He brought all these transfers in on defense. They spent all this money to bring in Barry Alexander and all these other guys, all this NIL money, all this kind of stuff. And they've already lost two games because of their defense. Well, actually, actually, they lost one because of their defense, and they lost one because of their Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. So I, I would say USC is the bigger disappointment whenever you look at the expectations they had for this season. They brought Caleb back, and they had all them transfers on defense, and they're not even the top two team in their conference. That boy's a disappointment as well. I just feel like Lincoln has had more expectations. Gotcha. All right. Uh, let's talk about NFL this week. Um, y'all been talking about it in the chat. The Saints. So, oh, Lord have mercy, the Saints. Uh, hold on. Let's see what we got with it. 30. Um. Let's see. You got Thursday night's game, Tampa Bay at Buffalo, which it should be a good game, just simply because Buffalo has been struggling. Tampa Bay is just above mediocre. That's fair. Um, Saints taking on Indianapolis Colts in uh, Indy. They're going to lose. Uh Big news, uh, Cincinnati is taking on San Francisco, but Brock Purdy is out. I know you're not big on Brock Purdy, but you know, Brock Purdy is out. Sam Darnold's getting the start, or it looks that Sam Darnold's getting the start. It's not that I'm not big on Brock Purdy. I just feel like he's very average, and that's no knock to him. You know what I mean? Like, he a good quarterback, but he's not no MVP candidate like they was trying to make him out to be. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely ain't no MVP. Um, that was or rookie of the year that they were trying to do last year. Yeah, um, this was a quick turnaround. It seemed like they just played last week, but Kansas City at Denver. Kansas City by a lot. Um, at Den- hold on, at Denver. Mm-hmm. Kansas City in a close one. Minnesota at Green Bay. Does Kirk Cousins do it two games in a row? Does Addison do it two games in a row? <laughs> I, 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 I like I – you know can. what? I don't I mean, even think they have to. I don't think they have to, to be honest with you. Point. Fair point. I think Addison can. I just don't know if Cousins can. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got. Um. The Monday night game is is the is the Raiders at uh Detroit. Detroit by a lot. Yeah, Detroit finna uh get they pay get they, they get, get right. Get yeah. right for them. Um I don't see any teams on by this week. So uh let me run through here some of the other matchups. Uh Rams at, at the Cowboys, um Atlanta 
at the Titans. Uh, New England at Miami. New England at Miami. Miami. If it was the other way around, I'd, I'd say. Nope. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, Battle of New York. The uh, Jets versus the Giants. Ugly game. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part is both teams are really good at home. Who I'm the taking the Jets. I'm taking the Giants if Tyra Taylor starts. I'm taking the Jets. That defense, that's not a bad choice. Zach Wilson been playing a little bit better, too. Yeah, Zach Wilson has looked a lot better. Um, Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. I feel Pittsburgh like- has stepped up. Yeah, I was about to say Jacksonville should win this game, but I feel like Pittsburgh is going to for some reason. Yeah. Um, Philly at the Commanders. Eagles at Commanders. Philly. This was a close game matchup the first time around. They end up going to overtime. Yeah, Philly by 10. Houston at Carolina. Houston. Battle of the quarterbacks first round. I mean, yeah, one and two. One versus two. Yeah. And number me, two going to get the win. Yeah, I said, give me number two. Yeah, number two going to get the dub. Uh, You got Cleveland at Seattle. Ooh. That, now, that's a good game. You got. But uh, your boy not playing. Who? Deshaun Watson. I ain't worried about that. It's the, I'm, I'm looking at Geno oh, Smith versus that defense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't care about Deshaun Watson. Um. P.J. Walker is, is played yeah, he's, and led them to the wins the last two games. Yeah, I think I think they can win just because yeah. of the defense. What's good, Craig? Um, I don't know about that day. They say Browns by three. That could, I could, I could, I could see it. That's because of their defense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. I mean, they beat That's true. Baltimore at Arizona. Baltimore. The question then, is, Arizona, do you play Kyler Murray? No. I'm going to stick with uh, what's Kyler. Get Kyler extra week. Um, don't they got a bye week coming up? Hold on. Let me look. Let me check their schedule. Let me look what they schedule because they got who the Ravens this week. Or oh, they already had their bye week. They may have already had their bye week. Um, no, they bye week. They got like a couple of weeks before they bye week. Um, I might stick with Dobbs. Dobbs, though. Um, and last, I think that was that the last one. No, last one, Chicago versus the Chargers. The Bears, Chargers. In in LA charges. I don't think the Bears do it back to back weeks. I'm going Bears. I'm going Bears. The Chargers, I I logic tells me to pick the Chargers, but the Chargers aren't logical. The Bears ain't either, bro. They look the they look the best on offense whenever they start a division two quarterback. Yeah, like that's illogical. Yeah, I know that's crazy. 
All right, man. Um, as we get ready to wrap this up, uh, you got anything before we get up out of here? Them pairs of 14. Okay, then. Okay. Um, open the night was last night. Um, Lakers got they they played, it had looked like they was gonna make a comeback and then end up losing by like 11 or 12, something like that. Um, World Series is now set. Um, you got the Texas Rangers versus the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm I'm stick with the Rangers. I'm ride the ride ride out with the Rangers. Yeah, give me the Rangers because the Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers. So, f. Um. Oh, big news out of UFC. Um, John Jones tore his pectoral muscle and has to have surgery. He's going to be out for like eight months, so he won't be able to step up and fight against uh, Stipe in November at, two, uh, at UFC 295. So he is out. Hey, uh, ain't the fight this weekend? Uh, yep. Francis Ngannou versus uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah. Who you got? If you say anything other than Tyson Fury, I mean it's it's like I, I'm trying to think. I, I I've said it before. His body build is he he is terrible, but he is so technical. Yep. I mean, if it was, he made me believe in, I could be a. No. <laughs> if it was in the octagon, I'd say. Hundred percent, but you know, like if it was an octagon, Fury wouldn't stand a chance. And in the ring, I think Ngannou has more of a chance than Fury would stand in the octagon. Mm -hmm. But so he got like a ninety nine point three percent chance of getting of losing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. What up, Marv? And I don't see it happening. Uh yeah, I don't either. Um trying to think if there any other fights or anything coming up. I'm looking for Shakur Stevens, man. He got he should be having one coming up soon. Um and as soon as I clicked on it, uh where is it? When is it? November 16th. He fighting uh Edwin De La, uh, De La Santos uh for the vacant WBC lightweight title. Going to Shakur gonna handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, December 9th, Regis uh, progress. How you say what's his what's the boy name? Regis. Um, Regis. Yep, that's his name. <laughs> Regis versus Haney. Um, and December 9th in San Fran. So, uh, I think that's it. Um. See you, Derek Lewis should be coming up soon too. Oh man, bro, I lost my parlay. Uh oh, I needed Jackson Tatum to have one more point, bro. He had thirty four. I needed him to have thirty five. Mm. And he had 34 like six minutes left and didn't score again. Wow. Not even a free throw. And the game was close. Yeah. It was like he was running from it. It was like he knew he was going to make me some money. It was like, nah, I don't want him to have no money tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, November 4th. Um, that's going to be a big day. 
um November 4th, you got uh Alameda. What's this? Yeah, Alameda versus Derrick Lewis. Okay, yeah, yeah. Weight main card, so yeah, it's gonna be a big one. Derrick Lewis, the underdog, too. Big time underdog. Ooh. Put him to sleep, Derrick. So um me at Mike, what's good? Me at Mike says it's been a rough opening night. Not for them Pelicans, it ain't my boy. All right. All right. What else you got, Ant? You got anything else? Yeah, um I hate to end the show like this, but uh we want to send our prayers and condolences to all the victims in Maine for that unfortunate incident that's happened up there. Um thoughts and prayers to all the victims and their families um for another senseless act. Dang, hate to hear it. Hate to hear it. Hate to see it. Oh, man. Uh, let's get up out of here, man. Hate to end the show like that, but we'll be back on Sunday. Um, we'll be back tomorrow at HBCU Hour uh, talking about some of these games. Magic City Classic Week, ladies and gentlemen. You got a big game in Tallahassee as well. We'll talk about it tomorrow. But like that, we're out. This show was presented by betonline.ag. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. Golden Boot! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.